0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Today is a special episode. I'm going to say it's special because we're going to knock out three of our series basically in one easy interview with Mr. Denver Winchester. This is going to be part of our future focus and how we've got the generation that's going to be running the world here in a little bit, if not already. Uh, part He's also president of our the NSPS Young Surveyors, and because of because of his role, not just being a young surveyor, he's the president. I'm going to say we're going to be part of the NSPS officer level as well. You know, get to know your officers because uh, this, like I said, this is going to be all wrapped up in uh, our future. And so I'm curious to pick his brain a little bit. So uh, welcome, Denver. I appreciate you taking time from the busy dog days of summer to get uh, to just talk to us about what what you're up to.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: All right. So, you know, I, and I'm gonna, I, this is not a question I gave you, so I'm going to catch you this one off completely off guard. Growing up with a name like Denver Winchester, that sounds like a saloon bartender's n- dream drink or something. Uh, where does the name Denver come from? How did that come about?
1: Uh, it's a, it's a family name. Um I, <clears throat> If it was like it just moves around in place in my in the male part of my heritage or whatever, some it's first some people's first name, some people's middle name um it's like ever there's been a Denver Winchester going back at least like ten or eleven generations
0: that see now I was hoping for a a a funny anecdotal story, but that's even better that it's a family name that's carried on, and that's that's a good tradition so I know the first time i I heard of a surveyor named Denver Winchester I thought. It's got to be out of a movie set or something, because that's just that's just such a a cool surveyor name. And uh, uh, believe it, believe it, folks, uh, the uh, the hype has lived up to uh, to the name, too, because Denver's been a little bit of everywhere. So uh, as far as getting into surveying. So, um, well, let's just start right there. How did you get your start in surveying? Why? Why are you embracing this this wonderful profession of ours?
1: Well, like uh, the ma- I wouldn't say the majority, like a lot of surveyors, I didn't want to survey. I I actually <laughs> started my you know with the intention of not surveying. I went to school to be in a civil engineer, um, and then I ran out of money. I worked <laughs> at a movie theater for a little while, <laughs> and because my mom was a survey drafter, so I grew up kind of in a survey office and with a bunch of crotchety old guys, and. I was like, man, I don't want to be that guy, you know? So I went to school for civil engineering because I was good at math, I like a jazz, ran out of money, went to work at a movie theater, and then saw an opening for a
0: Rodman. And I was like, I kind of know how to do that. And then here I am. <laughs> nice. Nice. So good. That, you know, that, and that's something I did not know about you. So we dragged you out from the dark side of civil engineering and uh, we've got you on, on the good side of the coin now. So, Uh, what's your typical, uh, the, the, where you're at right now, what, what's your typical day as a surveyor like in Oklahoma?
1: Um, I, that's a, I mean, I suppose that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I have a typical day because I'm kind of like a little one man shop. Um, a lot of companies our size have like construction coordinators and like they, they segment responsibilities. And we do not. So I, you know, manage, I get crews out in the morning, prep them or whatever, get crews out, then be my own secretary all day long while, you know, while trying to solve boundaries and deal with problems. Um, And then, you know, once people stop calling me, I do the hard stuff of actually, you know, reviewing stuff.
0: Sure. sure.
1: Some days are, you know, less busy than others, but. Mostly, it's it's just handling things all the time.
0: Right. Well, that's good. I mean, and I guess, once again, that's something I didn't know about you with the being in a, a smaller firm, because it just seems like uh, that most of the people that get involved at the association level, it's either because, I mean, they're older, they own their own firm, and they can make their time, or it's a younger person that's given a little bit of the, uh, an opportunity to go do these things. I'm glad to see you do it at the age you are as a younger surveyor, and yet you're putting uh, yourself out there as much as you have with uh, with the association, both at the state and nat- now national level. Um, because like I said, most of the people we, we deal with on a, on a daily basis uh, within the associations are in bigger firms. So it's good to see that you're getting the cross training of having to know everything about the business.
1: Yeah, it's definitely uh, hard to make time for it. I mean, we're not a small firm by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, like, we've at times had up to, like, over 300 people. Um, like, and we're a fairly big regional firm. So we're not, like, a side, you know, some of the big – we're not Jacobs or anything. Right, but, right. You know, like, I'm, a, I'm the vice president of Survey and Oklahoma. So, like, at one point, I managed all the Oklahoma City crews and the Tulsa crews. And so, like, it's kind of hard to find time sometimes.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, But if it's important, you'll find time. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, When it comes to surveying and when you're not fielding calls and running crews and things through your career, what's been one of the favorite parts of surveying? What task? Uh, do you look forward to going and doing when, when you get an opportunity?
1: Uh, I don't know how this is going to sound, but uh, <laughs> um, I like solving the unsolvable, right? Like, I like dealing with things that involve a lot of, like, case law and stuff that people don't deal with, you know? So, like, that gets referred to me because it's above their head or whatever, and that's no disrespect meant to the other surveys. It's just like, I like doing river boundaries. I like doing things that are very, very complicated. Um, Not necessarily technically complicated, but legally complicated. Sure. Like, my favorite thing about surveying is law. Like, hands down. Like, if if I could just do, like, big, giant, you know, court case type stuff, I would.
0: That's that's actually a very unique but a very good answer. I, I like that because for a lot of people, a lot of it is just data collection. And that's part of what I think we're working with, and especially at National and with young surveyors, it's not just the data collection and how much we can scan and how much we can do things. Um, I like that answer, I really do, because I think it it's an underappreciated trait to be able to read court cases, legal descriptions, and how they relate together. Because that's what that's what we're being asked to do. So no, that's a great answer, actually. Um, what's one task you don't like to go do? Um, I, as much as this will pain
1: some of my friends and some of my fellow members of the YSN, I can't stand adjusting anything. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, like, that's good. I understand the honesty, but i I just am not a. I just don't like to. It. It's. It's just like, hey man, this is all some weird theory stuff. And like, you know, I it's like just to make it a thousandth better, you know, I, right I don't know. it it just seems like a lot of numbers and a lot of time sometimes. And it's like, man, this
0: is really annoying and I don't want to do it. Nope. No, but you can't
1: with that with that kind of stuff, you can't trust other people to do it. So you have to do it.
0: Right. You know? That's good. It's a necessary goal. Yep. No, I agree with that. So in your, and I'll call it short career because you're a young surveyor compared to some of us old gray hairs, uh, who's been your best mentor so far?
1: I am never a fan of this question because I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone that ever was my boss. Well, but a, given, you know.
0: Yeah. The, well, I was gonna say let me rephrase that. What are the, so, and, and I completely agree with that. Uh, what are the best traits that, that that mentor instilled in you that passed on as far as words of wisdom?
1: Um, I, had, I mean, I had some crew chiefs that worked hard and, like, were there until it got done. And those, and, like, a, like, I had a good work ethic. Um, but I think, ultimately, I was a product of trial by fire in that I taught myself to draft. I taught myself to read case law. I taught myself to do all that stuff because nobody was there to do it. Sure. You know, um and and that's no disrespect to any I had great bosses, but they were just as busy as I am today and you know, much further along in their careers and they don't got the time or energy to sit around with a, you know, a 20-year-old
0: and <laughs> right. deal well, with all the You know what? You bring up an interesting situation because I think And I guess this is where this is more of a discussion rather than an interview, uh, because this is what it needs to be. I can look back in my career and I've got several people that I say, you know, these were absolutely great mentors because they took the time to do that. And I think that's part of what we're faced with now in the surveying profession of we've gotten to the point with one man crews and various things that you're forced almost to teach yourself some things because the opportunities for mentoring and and being there to train and pass on that knowledge, it's it's much less than it used to be. And uh I don't know how coming from my perspective and seeing that, how can we not only say fix it going forward, but um if it was the surveying profession according to Denver Winchester, how would we help how are we going to help this next generation with surveying and learning what we know.
1: I have taken the opinion of my entire career. As soon as I became like when I became a crew chief or when I became, you know, CAD coordinator, when I became whatever, you know, I was, I've always just had an open line of communication. It's like, look, I mean, if you have a question, just talk to me. Like, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get mad at you. I'm not gonna do whatever. And then, you know, whenever we get rained out or whatever, like I walk in the survey room and I'm like, if you want me to teach you something, now's the time to tell. And then we'll sometimes, you know, go through data collection settings or go through like why I did something I did or whatever. And like, it's just important to have that open line of communication. And because, I mean, I know I have a lot of friends that are like kind of scared of their bosses. And like, I, right. I think that's. Because, you know, they weren't afforded that that privilege coming up. And so they kind of feel like they shouldn't have to do that for their people versus like I was like, I will never be that way. You know, like I will never be the crew chief that doesn't carry anything. I will never be, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> yes. But,
1: yeah. No, so I, I think it's mostly just being available. Like if you call me at seven and nine because you're doing your survey homework and you have a question, that's fine. I have people that used to work for me that still call me when they're working on survey homework or they're doing whatever, or even if they're out in the field, they'll call me instead of their boss because like I'm more willing to listen, and I, I just think it's important to have the attitude that like you're, if you don't help them along, like what did you really leave behind? Like I want a coaching tree of surveyors, basically.
0: That's no that that's a great that's a great answer. That's a great uh, philosophy going forward because I think that's something that I think this generation of young surveyors is really starting to press that hey past generations, yeah you, you haven't really helped us to get where we need to be. We we want to ask more questions. We want to know more things. And um no, I I think you're you're right and that you're gonna set a better example than what basically my my generation has done to be honest with you. Um, I, it's just, it's just not there anymore. So I I like that. I like that a lot. Um, all right. Couple quick, quick fire questions. Uh, since you're in the, you're in the heartland, uh, what's the best place you've ever surveyed? The most memorable, I guess.
1: The most memorable?
0: Um,
1: I surveyed a river bottom that was directly involved with the United States Supreme court case. And that was pretty, that was pretty memorable for me personally.
0: Uh, that uh, would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: it was pretty, and I, and
0: it's just really pretty
1: river bottom and you know, it's horses and all that good jazz.
0: Sure. And on the flip side, have you got, have you got a worst place that you've been that you remember just absolutely? Yeah,
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I can't say who we worked for, or what we were doing, because it was it's it's confidential <laughs> on like a national level. Sure, but sure. Um, in the desert, in the panhandle, in the plateaus, I had to do a section like an alpha topo of this section. But because we had to have all these forms filed and stuff, you weren't allowed to drive, so you would have to walk it or whatever until you could get the form sign. The first day the landowner tells me, oh yeah, you can drive wherever. But the representative tells me, no, I can't. <laughs> and then I get to the other side of the plateau and I can't get radio. So every morning for 14 days, I had to walk my battery base, everything, oh. a half a mile in to set up to start walking around. And I ended up, you know, topoing three quarters of a square mile on foot, you know, at 20 at a 25 foot grid in the dead and uh and i had new boots and like so my feet were bleeding it was awful and i don't know if it's because of the survey or if it's just because of where it was at but it was arguably one of the worst times i've ever i've ever spent that's
0: all of the above all of the above oh yuck um it was a cool product though Oh sure sure well with okay so with these fascinating places uh i'm always curious from from surveyors from other parts of the country what's the most unique survey monument you've come across
1: i there's three that i i can't really differentiate so one of them i found was a table like a Four foot long cable, and it was in an entire block of a subdivision. It was like a four foot long, quarter inch wide cable with a like a just a nut on the end of it. Like it was like you could wiggle the cable and everything, but it was at every single property corner. And at first, I thought it was trash. On the first two, I dug up, and then I dug up sixteen more of them, and I was like, <laughs> what, Whatever this is it, is what it is." You know, I still don't know if it was supposed to be the top. Or if it was supposed to be the bottom, I don't know, right? Like, I wasn't signing, I was just digging them up, right? Um, that was interesting. And then I found broken glass and bones in for one corner. Oh, wow, because the the BLM resurveyed a uh a treaty boundary and they said they put broken glass and bones in there, and they did, they didn't say what kind of bones they are. Oh, i don't know i'm assuming cows or buffalo i don't know sure and then the the third one is i spent like three and a half hours looking for a quarter corn one time and then i found you know i found a rebar and i was like man there's nothing out here like there's no reason for this thing to be gone and i'm walking out and i look over at the fence and i see hanging in the fence is an acre the stone with a quarter cut in it bright as day like you can read it it's it's like pristine. Wow! Like they just dug it up through this fence way. I was like, "That's sweet,
0: man." That would be like
1: that's the biggest stone I've ever seen, and it's hanging in a fence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that is pretty cool. Like I said, it's it's always amazing to me the 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 different types of monuments. Uh, you know, you get see talking to some of the New England guys and the the stacked stone uh, walls that are the boundaries up in there just. Uh, it's just the unique stuff. Um, uh, we've got one section up here, uh, northern Illinois, where a guy was setting these little bitty buggy axles, three three lug buggy axles, which were was one of the coolest things I had seen. But uh, it's the yeah, like I said it's always I'm always curious and like to ask that question of what's the weirdest coolest thing you've seen? So, but uh, no, that's that's, that's that's you
1: know getting all the licenses that I have. And like studying for tests and stuff, is like that the standard monument is not a standard monument. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some states it's like an ID pipe, like they measure the inside, some they measure the outside, some they all solid, some they're rebar, some they want concrete. It's like,
0: man, there is there is no standard. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, I got one more question of you, and then we can roll into some young surveyor stuff, but Your survey bucket list: What would be something you want to want to try to accomplish, or maybe a couple things that you want to try to accomplish yet in your career? Um, I that is that isn't
1: yeah. I think this is not really it's survey ten. It's like tangentially related to surveying, but I would like to go to every original point just as like a just as an aside like i want to see them all yeah um, i've been to like eight of them i would like to go to the rest of them um as far as accomplishing things i mean ultimately most of my career goals at this point are are people after me oriented like i don't really have a lot farther to go in my career as far as like i mean unless mm-hmm. I own something or I become a CEO. Like, I mean, I'm the VP of a regional firm. There's not a lot of career oriented stuff that I have sure. left to do, but I would like to make, when I leave this, this survey business, I just want to, I want someone to name an award in
0: a society. But <laughs> Hey, that, that's a, gr- that's a great thing. I, I like that. I, and I've never even considered that. That's uh. You know, to to make your mark, literally make your mark on the, on the profession. That's a, that's a, that's a great bucket list thing. I like that. Really do. So no, those aren't hokey. And I like, I do like the initial points. That's, that's, that's pretty cool too. So. There's All some right. pretty sweet
1: monument initial points.
0: Yeah. You're right. Well, Well, what's, what's a couple, name, name a couple of them you've been to.
1: Uh, I've been to the sixth principal, um, up in Nebraska, okay. And nothing is cool because it's like you know, the six states got together and they built that obelisk, and on all the different corners, they have all their state logo society logos and stuff, sure. Um, then I've been to the corner of Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado where they have that big court stone, sure. Um, that's I've obviously been to the Oklahoma one, which is an obelisk in the middle of a the field. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, then, I've I've never actually been to Four Corners. I've driven by Four Corners. Sure, um, I think that would be cool to check out at some point. But I think it's cool to actually look at the like the NGS monument, the set of places, and like I want to go to that NGS monument that's under the water off the coast. <laughs>
0: like, that, <laughs> that
1: thing back down to that.
0: There you go. All right. Well, I'm going to let's cruise into, uh, I mean, you are the the, the current president for the NSPS young surveyors. Uh, I guess what I'm curious to pick your brain on is what do you think? I mean, we're still, I won't even say we're in our infancy with the young Surveyor. It's been young surveyors group. It's been six years. Um, We've accomplished some things. What during your time in, still do we think where do you think we need to be where do, where can surveying go under the direction the um the vision of the young surveyors? where can we take this thing
1: um ultimately, my end goal would be if I could just fast forward to the end um would be to have a young surveyor representative as like a seat on all of our, uh, like, what would be like NSPS affiliates, like I'm a young surveyor in Aegis, a young surveyor in ESRI, a young surveyor, in all of these places, so that it's all tied together. But like, you you get a little bit of double the power because like, right? It, it's one thing to have NSPS be somewhere lobbying for position. It's another thing to have NSPS and then while like I. I you know, like a sister group, the young surveyors also lobbying. I feel like you double the power and you also don't choke ideas that way. Because NSPS is such a regimented, controlled group of people, like with very strict rules and very, there's a, there's a very right and wrong way to do things. Sure. Versus surveyors don't really have that, which gives us a little bit more freedom the wheel and deal, if you will, or whatever. Oh, sure. Um, And I think that my end goal would be to have every director in NSPS come out of the young survey, right? So, like, find somebody um, at a state level and then help them run their little organization in their state. And then when it comes time for them to pick somebody to go to NSPS, it's the natural progression. Sure. And then you strengthen ties. But you also still get to be a separate thing where you're not as hindered by all the, the rules and the bureaucracy that is in SPS. and there's nothing wrong with that, and that that's that's a completely appropriate for a group of that size and magnitude. Um, but it would, I think, it would hamper a group of young people to make them follow, you know, Robert's rules or oh she'll sure. have all these and all these sorts of things. So I, like. I guess really, if you boil it down, I just want to. See, I want young surveyors to have seats at all the tables they can have seats at.
0: Sure, sure. Um, you know, because that's one thing I've. I always try to still stress to when I when I get a chance to talk with the young surveyors, is that you know, and it's nice that you're in the position you are in because you can basically control a lot of your time and efforts. Um, but there's so many young surveyors that don't get that opportunity because they're early in their career. They don't have the vacation time. They've got young families or what have you. Um, I'm hoping that, that the employers will get behind the younger surveyors and allow them a little more freedom to be able to go and do these things. So I, I would love to see that. So your vision of, all of these young surveyors being i mean every state having a young surveyor that's been able to do all of these sit at all these tables absolutely i think uh i think it strengthens numbers i think it uh it broadens the conversation going forward um, so i like where you're going with that that's uh that is a good vision for for the young surveyors i do like that um, anything else and i mean in the short term you want to see the young surveyors try to accomplish besides just Bellying up to the bar with the with the rest of the the, the dumb old boys? Um as far as
1: actually accomplishing anything in this COVID paradise we live in right now, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanna I want the to raise the profile in the short term of the young surveyors. Um like because I feel like that's really the only opportunity we have at the moment, given this, you know the distancing and everything else. It's not like we can put boots on the ground and do a bunch of stuff, but if we can use this opportunity, you know, we've been working, we got, you know, we have a new website or whatever. We're working on, you know, a logo and some other things. We have some other th- we're working on getting speakers for our meetings and doing things that will bring in people so that maybe we have that that profile that an employer would look at and be like, oh yeah, for sure like you can do that versus like, I've never heard of that. Right. You know, Um, it's, it's a lot harder sell if it's a pretty easy sell to go to NSPS. It's a, it's a harder sell to be like, Oh, there's a group that you've never heard of, but like, I would like to go do something.
0: Right. Right. No, that's, that's good. You're right. Raise the profile of the, the actual group itself. And that way it's easier to to not necessarily demand, but justify what the involvement needs to be. I like that. That's, that. that's, like, that's I, a good I'd probably goal. be
1: more involved in like FIG stuff. And like I helped, you know, co anchor, you know, whatever, co host that, uh, their meeting that they had from the North Americas. And like just so that, you know, that face is out there and they, they know we exist. And, you know, because they have a high profile and, you know, we'll ride everybody's coach strings until we don't have
0: to. Right. Right. Um, one, I guess really one last thing as far as the young surveyors go. And, uh, obviously at this point in time, besides COVID, it's the most controversial. It's diversity. Obviously at the NSPS level, we do have very little diversity in our, especially in the older age groups. Uh, but at the young surveyors, we're making some strides. Um, are we are we at least, in your opinion, on the path to to gaining some diversity or and what more can we do?
1: Uh, I think it would depend on your definition of diversity. Um, if you're just like, hey, men and women, then, yes, absolutely. Um, right. Like we do have, you know, a, probably a little bit of an issue in minority communities. But a lot of that has to do with serving in general, not being an inner city occupation for the most part. Exactly, It's not something that in their face. It's not something that they people get to see. Um, but, you know, like I, I know some, you know, minority surveyors, but I don't know a lot of them. Um, and I think that's more to do with traditionally, like owning land and all of the sorts of things that come with growing up in the country familiarize you with surveying in a way that is not, the same in the city. Exactly. Um, because like, if you own land, you know what a surveyor is, but if you've just been renting an apartment your whole life with your you know, family or whatever, because that's all you guys had, like you've never needed a surveyor for anything. <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, I, I think sometimes like, I, I agree with trying everything you can as far as like get Kansas in the survey and do all of those sorts of things. Um, but I think, Sometimes you got to meet people where they are, and I don't think those do that for diversity
0: purposes. Sure, because I think those those end up where they've been ending up this whole time. Exactly. You know, one one thing I always I try to tell people when they're asking when they ask about, especially at the national level, what are we doing about diversity? Um, and I, I lead back to basically what a lot of what you just said. It's the urban versus rural, almost at times that um, you know how many. Uh, how many female farmers do you know how many how many minority farmers do you know it's just not part of the culture and uh it's not saying that they can't do it and there probably are they are women surveyors there are women farmers and and uh black and 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 uh hispanic surveyors or farmers but um it's just it's not like you said it's not something that they're uh, exposed to all that much.
1: I will also say this very controversial thing as well. Uh, I think the push towards a four-year only is also pushing away those people. Yes. I, I, th- that is detrimental to that. I, I don't disagree with give, with giving benefits for getting a four-year. I disagree with ostracizing poor people by making four-year the only way
0: you can get a
1: license and be actually, and make a living in this business.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's say it's the the entire surveying world uh, in the United States, according to Denver Winchester. What, uh, what in your humble opinion is the, what should be the minimum requirements to be a licensed surveyor? I mean, and, and, I mean, yeah yeah so i think you do like i i envision like four past a licensure i think
1: you got a pure years 15 seems like a lot you can that number's up for debate 15 20 a lot of years right Right. so that you can and then i think you should be able to bring that down to 12 10 or 12 if you go all the way through the cst program because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if I could pass that last CSD exam. It's hard. I've looked at it. Uh, I think you bring it down to eight with an associate's and then you bring it down to four or six or four or whatever you're comfortable with with a bachelor's. You give someone a reward for getting the school, but you don't punish the people that couldn't afford to go to school or didn't have the time or whatever. And like, I struggle with that. Like I got an associates as a single dad and like working full time and everything, but that doesn't mean I want someone else to struggle too. Right. And so I I think that in the, in my ideal world, that's the way it was. You could work, just work to earn it, or you could get rewarded for putting in that extra effort getting school. Like I think there's a benefit to school. I just don't, there's a lot of people I know that just went to school and I don't, and I wouldn't trust them to do anything.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. I I would. Well, that's I, I like that. I like that uh, as an idea. As, it's a good talking point. Um, and I think you are exactly right. We are going to have to continue to address this push towards higher education as the only way to licensure, the only way to be successful in not just serving, but so many professions. I mean, obviously, that's serving is the only thing we're going to be arguing about. Um, with with others, but no, I, I, I think that's uh, that's a, that's a fair argument. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to helping push that along as well. Cause I, I think that is a good argument to, uh, to, to have a good fight with, um, and to make, to make it more open and on and, uh, make the opportunities for, for more people.
1: Right. Cause it's a hard sell to be like, Hey man, you're going to have to spend $30,000 to make it. You know, versus like you, if you just put in hard work for X amount of years and then if you get in it and you like it, you're like, you realize you want to spend the money because you want to get there right. faster Then you can do that. Right. But you're not forced to do that. I know people that are, that have been crucial for their whole career because they could never have been able to afford to go to school or they've never had the time. They had kids, they did whatever. And like, they're probably as good or a better surveyor than I am. Right.
0: You know? Exactly. No, that's
1: good. You know, I think if you want to include people, you can't exclude people and then complain about including
0: them. Yep. Nope. I get I get it. That's, that's, I, li- I like that. And that's something we should consider going down the road. So. All right. Well, we're right about of our normal time for these people tell us that they like them in the half hour plus or minus just uh, makes a good small bite size uh, pieces to listen to. Uh, any last words of wisdom from, uh, from an Oklahoma surveyor?
1: (laughs) Um, I would say if I had any words of wisdom for people like coming into surveying or just in general, like honestly you could have been surveying your whole career is that nobody's going to give you anything. Um, Like there, you may have bosses that help you out. You may not. But like, if you put in the extra effort on your own time to learn things and to be better at your job, that's gonna suit you well in the future, I think. Don't wait for somebody to give you an opportunity; take it. That's that, and that's really the. I mean, that's how I got where I am. I didn't wait for people to teach me to draft. I taught myself to draft, and then obviously people taught me later once they gave me the position. But that's how I got the position. Right. If you if you want to you know be a crew chief, then like take a book home and a calculator and plans and like figure out how to calc stuff. Don't wait until the old guy in the driver's seat decides he feels like teaching.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Just make it happen. That's that you can't wait forever. That's good. Really my, my only real advice, I suppose.
0: No, that's good. Well, sir, I appreciate you taking time out from, uh, from your busy schedule to just sit and uh, have a quick chat with us. Uh, for those out there, remember the name Denver Winchester, because you're going to hear it more and more down the line, and uh, there's someday going to be an award named after him. I can see it already. So uh, thanks again, Denver, and uh, we will probably end up talking again sometime in the near future, and uh, as as your uh, tenure as the NSPS Young Surveyors president it, uh, winds down, and we've got more other more things that you're going to be involved with talking about, so well uh, We'll definitely revisit this conversation sometime soon.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you
0: having me on. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.